Welcome to the BCP podcast. We all know here in early August of 2023 that we've been living under the tyranny of a fake president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who did not win the Electoral College nor the popular vote in the 2020 election. It was stolen and rigged. But it's not like that all happened and we happened to get a great president or an okay president. No, we got a treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard crook in the Oval Office. They rigged to get us in a puppet for a globalist, Chinese, anti-America, corrupt, pay-for-play, bribery, millions of dollars making traitor. So it's not just like they got us a president that we didn't want. They got us an enemy to America. This is the Manchurian candidate in real life. And everyone's in on it. By everyone, I mean everyone pretty much outside of MAGA. Including supposed Republican leaders like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. Ken McCarthy doing a whole bunch of damn talking, but that's about it. And McConnell doing some talking too. And at least showing his true colors that he is all in for the swamp in protecting Biden. How how can my corrupt political opponent, crooked Joe Biden, put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot, but forcing me nevertheless to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus, made-up accusations and charges. That's what they're doing. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on bullshit because his attorney general charged me with something. Terrible. Thank you very much. That was President Trump in New Hampshire yesterday accusing President Biden of weaponizing the Department of Justice during an election period. The former president now accusing the January 6th committee of illegally destroying records and documents, calling for the indictment to be immediately withdrawn. Of course, Fox Business and Fox News highlighting the part that is very important. It has just been reported that the unselect January 6th Committee of Political Hacks and Thugs has illegally destroyed their records and documents. We'll get into that. But of course, they don't highlight what President Trump says in the same truth post down below. The system is rigged and corrupt, very much like the presidential election of 2020. They never want to touch that subject. They don't want to touch anything that has to do with the rigging, including ousting the fake president, not even on the stolen election, but on all the things that have come out since he was installed in the Oval Office. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, however, told House Republicans to pump the brakes when it comes to impeaching President Biden, saying that impeachment ought to be rare and it is not good for the country. It's all about keeping the status quo. All right. Mitch McConnell, 
is saying, let's not impeach. Let's not be like the Democrats. Of course, there's a huge difference. The Democrats and going after President Trump with two sham impeachments were a political pro- uh, persecution and prosecution that wasn't even based on meeting the threshold of what is an impeachable offense. With Joe Biden, we have absolute impeachable offenses. We're going to get into that. We'll get into the new discovery from Comer and we'll, you know, with all this new money and bank records that they've released. We're also going to get into the January 6th cover-up that we're now finding out about. But let's just not, let's not even look at what's breaking news as of today. Let's look at all the information that we've had up until now. It's impeachable. Ken McCarthy is talking about it, but it's just talk, no action. Wasting everyone's time. Here he is with Sean Hannity last night. Do you believe we are looking at a bribery scandal with Joe Biden, who's now president, actions he took as vice president in exchange for family enrichment? Well, I don't know of any other family that puts together in government 20 shell companies while you're the vice president of America. My family has no shell companies. I don't know of any other business in America that puts shell companies when you, what do you produce? You don't produce any products. And if you're an expert when it comes to foreign policy, why isn't it Italy or the UK or France hiring you? Why is it just Ukraine, Russia, China, Romania? And why is the then at the time advocating and putting your family members on boards that you want action in? Why are you providing these families Porsches? Why are you saying you have no, no, saying in this business, but now we find, lo and behold, you've gone to dinners. And after those dinners, $3.5 million flows. Why do you say you have no money from China came, but now we proved it? I think there's enough proof out there that this Biden family needs to come forward and show there wasn't a pay to play. America deserves more and Americans want to know. And the one thing I will tell you is, as this Congress, the People's Congress, we will follow the facts and provide it to the American public, just like the Constitution tells us to do. Absolutely ridiculous, McCarthy. Yes, the crooked Biden family who has weaponized the DOJ, the FBI, and everything else to cover for them. And it happened before... Joe Biden even came in with A.G. Bill Barr and Christopher Wray. The entire machine that's trying to hide from the American people the crimes of the Bidens. And when the Bidens get caught, go after President Trump and excuse the Bidens. They're just going to step up and, 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 and say, yes, we're guilty of these crimes. Or better yet, just more talk about exposing to the American people what's going on. The, it's already been exposed, McCarthy. Get to the impeachments of Joe Biden. When you move to an impeachment inquiry, it empowers Congress, Republicans and Democrats, within their subpoena to be able to get the answers they need. Impeachment inquiry. Impeachment inquiry. As if we don't already have enough damn information for an actual full-blown impeachment. Just smoke and mirrors, folks. Fugazi. A game. It's just a movie we're watching. It's just a script that everyone is playing their role in trying to distract us from the fact that they're actually going after President Trump and that Biden is guilty of these crimes. An impeachment inquiry is way past in the past. It's now time for full-blown impeachment 
but they won't do that. Kevin McCarthy just wants to waste our time with more discovery, run out the clock until they replace Joey next year. To me, it's pretty obvious. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but of course, the distraction is Kevin McCarthy is all about an impeachment inquiry. Let me play you the whole clip now in its entirety. When you move to an impeachment inquiry, it empowers Congress, Republicans and Democrats, within their subpoena to be able to get the answers they need. Because we have found time and again, we haven't seen anything like this since the Nixon administration, using their government to shut down any time we had a question. And what's blowing my mind is there are some conservatives and some middle of the road and from leftists that are either fooled by or playing into this false thing that McCarthy is actually going to go through with an impeachment inquiry and impeachment. This is just a dog and pony show. This is this is a perfect example of controlled opposition. McCarthy's looking like he's doing something, but he's doing diddly squat. He's not doing jack shysta. It's so obvious. But they've got to play this fake game of, oh, McCarthy is thinking about and talking impeachment. That's all it is, folks. It's just talk. The White House is pushing back against Speaker Kevin McCarthy's impeachment talk, accusing him of lying to appease far-right members of the House Republican Conference. Spokesperson for the White House Counsel's Office, Ian Sam, slammed the Speaker after his appearance on Fox News' Sean Hannity, saying McCarthy, quote, continued lying about President Biden, making a series of plainly false, widely debunked attacks in order to promote the extreme far-right's baseless impeachment stunt that even some members of McCarthy's own caucus are expressing concerns about pursuing. Just a game, just a game, folks. All right, now let's get into what some people on our behalf are actually going into and discovering. We've got James Comer. We've got information about more money and more pay-to-play and bribery coming into the Biden family coffers to the tune of $20 million. So let's look at that. And then let's look at the January 6th committee and them destroying evidence. Good show, guys. Good morning, everybody. And breaking this hour, Fox News obtaining a new set of bank records linked to the Bidens. What they reveal about the flow of money and a lot of it from foreign sources all over the world. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, President Biden sitting down for a rare interview with the Weather Channel. He has not answered any questions about the Biden family influence peddling scheme since Devin Archer's testimony last week and all of these bank records have been exposed. Instead, he's going on the Weather Channel to talk about climate change. House Republicans releasing the recordings, the records, excuse me, as part of their investigation into the Biden family. Now, we've been waiting for these for a while. And the documents show how those who contributed to Hunter's ventures were then seemingly rewarded with access to his father. So all that flies in the face, Dana, of what the president and his staff have been saying on repeat. Have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his so I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. Chad Program is live on Capitol Hill. Of course, she does, she's been asked that question a lot. Her answer did change slightly, and we have noticed that. But what did you find out this morning from these new records? 
Dana, good morning. The question is, what was Hunter Biden doing to earn access to this money? Republicans on the House Oversight Committee say the new records detail a pay-to-play scheme, proof of $20 million sent to the Bidens from foreign business sources. Now, the committee says Russian, Ukrainian, and Kazakh oligarchs funneled money to companies tied to Hunter Biden. A Russian billionaire sent $3.5 million to a shell company associated with Hunter Biden business partner Devin Archer. Then Vice President Biden dined with the billionaire in Washington. Another example has Ukrainian money going to Archer and Hunter Biden. Later, Burisma put Hunter Biden on the board. The process involved a foreign country, a foreign national, wiring money to a fake company. Then the fake company would then turn around and wire the money to the Biden family members. They did this to hide the source of the revenue because they weren't supposed to get money from many of these countries. Republicans are trying to draw a line from these payments to the president. This isn't about Hunter Biden. This is about paying to play for the Biden family because the money goes to nine different members through shell companies, much like the informant said. The committee says a Kazakh oligarch transferred $142,000 to Hunter Biden for a sports car. Democrats contend there's no wrongdoing by the president. Archer himself said that uh, Hunter Biden was really trying to pitch the illusion of access. Uh, again, there's all of these threads of conspiracy that the Republicans have been unable to tie together in their political investigation designed to embarrass the president. Some Republicans talk impeachment. The GOP says this is just not pay to play, but pay to dine and drive. Dana? That's right. $20 million additionally with these new bank records. That takes us up to the 30, over 30 million, I think now, that James Comer told us we'd see with these bank records. And of course, the White House is like, there's no connection, as if there's going to be like the money going straight into the Biden, uh, the Joe and Jill Biden uh, account at the Bank of Delaware. That's ridiculous. Plus, when you look at the actual statutes of the law, when it comes to these types of things, it doesn't have to go into their account because they know that, that if that were the standard of catching someone for taking bribes, kickbacks, and other corruption, no one would ever go to jail. It'd be very easy. Just have all the money go to Joe Jr. and it's lump sum amount. They wouldn't have to worry about shell companies, all these things. But if you can show a conspiracy to do this and that they had access to it, there's many ways they can do it. It doesn't have to be the money going into the Joe and Jill account. Of course, the White House, they're just a bunch of liars. It's just so sad where our country is in 2023. Now, that's not all that happened. We also have the January 6th committee destroying evidence and records and what have you of their investigation. I wonder why they would do that. The J6 committee has failed to turn over numerous documents into the House record pertaining to the security failures that led to the Capitol riots. Fox News alert, the January 6th committee has destroyed their records, video depositions, data, transcripts, documents, all missing. The now defunct House Democrat-run committee refused to index the documents, omitted records related to January 6th security failures, neglected to include particular witness depositions. 
Democrat Benny Thompson told House Republicans in a letter, quote, the select committee did not archive temporary committee records. The select committee was not obligated to archive all video recordings of transcribed interviews or depositions. That's strange. They spent two years investigating and then they just put it in the shredder. Huh. Huh, indeed. Just another cover-up. Just another cover-up. Let's go into the in-depth article courtesy of Fox News. J6 committee failed to preserve records, has no data on Capitol Hill security failures, GOP charges. The J6 select committee disbanded December of last year and was required to preserve documents from its investigation. The House Select Committee that investigated the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021, failed to adequately preserve documents. No, they that's not a failure. That's by design. That's on purpose. They did not preserve documents, data, or video depositions, including communications it had with the Biden White House that are still missing, according to the Republican lawmaker overseeing the GOP investigation into the committee's work. The now disbanded committee, which was run by Democrats and included only two GOP members, has also failed to provide any evidence that it looked into Capitol Hill security failures on the day of the riot. Representative Larry Loudermilk, chairman of the subcommittee, told Fox News. Loudermilk said his staff has had difficulty gathering all the information it needs to investigate Bernie Thompson's handling of the investigation. Quote, Part of our task of this oversight subcommittee is to actually address the security failures, look into how... Did it happen? How were these folks able to get into the Capitol? Well, of course, because someone from the inside, we saw the video. Hey, open, open the thing. And they're talking to the, the security camera. Hey, open the door, which is only electronically open from the inside. And someone did it. It was literally an inside job. Goes on to say the documents they obtained uh, came over in boxes and was completely unorganized. Quote, nothing was indexed. There was no table of contents indexed. Usually when you conduct this level of investigation, you use a database system and everything is digitized, indexed. We got nothing like that. We got raw data. So it took us a long time going through it. And one thing I started realizing is we don't have anything much at all from the blue team. All a cover-up, all a cover-up. Because, of course, this president is, in fact, this president, meaning Joe Biden, is, in fact, a fake president and not the duly elected one. And everything we're seeing is just one big cover-up of that fact. And of course, criminalizing President Trump, J6ers, and everyday citizens who want to scream from the rooftops, we have a fake freaking president, and we need to do something about this. That is a thought crime. The hell with and damn our First Amendment rights to free speech. That is now a criminal act even though it's very obvious that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. D.C. Drano, Rogan O'Hanley, uh, Michigan, this blockbuster story. Jim Hoff to the Gateway Pundit, or I guess Jim Hoff is the Gateway Pundit. Rogan, walk me through your thoughts on this. Yeah, huge props to Gateway Pundit for putting all these pieces together. So a lot of people might remember that Gateway Pundit was banned off Twitter for posting the now very viral video of the 3 a.m. ballot dumps in the Detroit TCF arena unsupervised by GOP poll workers. It looked like they had hundreds of thousands of ballots. And then we saw the infamous vote spike two to three hours later for Joe Biden. And then he ended up squeaking out Michigan. 
right? And what's interesting about this is there's the white van that you're seeing on the screen where all the ballots are being dumped. And it what precedes the white van is a rental car, right? A rental car with plates that look like they're from Pennsylvania. Now, there's been no investigation on this. When Gateway Pundit acquired this video in February 2021, they were banned. Now we find out in this bombshell story from Gateway Pundit that the Michigan law enforcement, led by Attorney General Dana Nessel, has been suppressing a massive uh, voter fraud scandal. Ah, stolen election news from 2020. This is absolutely phenomenal and crazy. And you know my motto, documentation beats conversation. Let me go through this with you. Now, we're just finding out. We're just finding out the following. Hear me out. On October 8th, 2020, only one month before the 2020 general election, Muskegon, Michigan City Clerk Ann Meesh, I may be pronouncing the, the, the names wrong here, folks. Please forgive me. Meesh, Meesh, noticed a black female whose name was redacted from the police report dropping off between eight to 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city clerk's office. The Muskegon Police Department was contacted and asked to investigate. On 10-21-20, so this is, th this is uh, the month, weeks leading up to the November 2020 election, First Lieutenant Mike Anderson was contacted by the Chief of Investigations for Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. His name is Tom Fabus. According to the Michigan State Police report, Mr. Fabus asked for Michigan State Police assistance with a joint investigation of alleged voter fraud being conducted by the Muskegon Police Department and the Attorney General. An investigative task force was formed and an investigation was initiated. Okay? Now there's details in here. And here are the details. The Muskegon... Uh, and on 10 16 20, Muskegon City Clerk Ann Meesh and Deputy Clerk Kimberly Young contacted the Muskegon Police Department after noticing irregularities in police registration applications received both in person and by mail. The Muskegon City Clerk became suspicious when the female, whose name is redacted in the first part of the police report, but then later unredacted, hand delivered thousands of voter registrations to her office, many of them in the same handwriting. So on 10 20 20, that was a deadline day for in-person voter registration applications, the suspect returned to the Muskegon City Clerk's office to deliver additional registration forms in person. Mish estimated that the suspect brought an additional 2,500 forms. Mish contacted the police department and a detective, and they conducted a non-custodial interview with the suspect. Mish stated that, in her opinion, a quantity of the voter registration forms were highly suspicious and possibly fraudulent. Misha's opinion was based on the fact that numerous forms appeared to have been completed by the same writer and upon initial examination, addresses on multiple, form, multiple forms were invalid or totally non-existent. Misha investigated further and found that the phone numbers on multiple forms were erroneous and signatures on multiple forms didn't appear to match signatures on file with the Department of Secretary of State. These addresses do not exist in the Muskegee City House numbering system 
Um, and so they, there was obvious issues there. Later in the report, the name of the, the female suspect was unredacted. The Michigan State Police investigators assigned the case spoke with the female suspect who explained that she was being paid $1,150 a week to find unregistered voters and provide them with the forms they can get registered to vote or obtain their absentee ballot. The only problem is the handwriting on the voter registrations was the same on several of the registrations and many of the addresses once again were non-existent or fake. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, who is currently attempting to prosecute 15 senior citizens and the former Michigan GOP co-chair for casting an alternate set of electoral votes in the 2020 election, asked the Michigan State Police to join the Muskegon Police and the Attorney General's investigation of the potentially massive multi-city voter fraud operation. Folks, all this stuff is just coming to light because it was hidden. I'll get into that in a second. Two members of AG Dana Nessel's criminal investigation division were assigned to the operation, yet curiously, she failed to mention the investigation to the public. To this day, Dana Nessel is still claiming there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in Michigan, despite that the fact, despite the fact that she knew her office and the office of her friend, Michigan's crooked Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, were involved with the Michigan State Police in a large-scale investigation that took place across the state before it was taken over by the FBI. Corey Ames, a Michigan Secretary of State analyst, confirmed, and this is why I say that documentation beats conversation, Junior, when editing this video, post my recording, will show you here, a quantity of the forms they found in their investigation are clearly fraudulent. That's in the record. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson also claimed there was no widespread voter fraud in Michigan and neglected to mention the investigation to the public. Wow. The Gateway Pundit had this article yesterday, Tuesday, and they said the evidence from this investigation exposes criminal election fraud involving thousands of fraudulent ballots in Michigan by an organization that set up temporary offices in several swing states prior to the 2020 election. This explosive investigation was covered up and buried from the public until today, which was yesterday, August 8th. It's coming out, folks. It comes out eventually. It should be noted that after documenting these crimes investigating for weeks, the Michigan police turned their investigation over to the FBI, who promptly buried the findings. Once again, the FBI apparently took no action. More on that, the Gateway Pundit says, on an upcoming report. And this is now just coming to light. Let's look at the commentary for people that know about this about this situation. What happened is there is this organization called GBI Strategies, right? And they hire these foot soldiers. We saw this in 2000 Mules. They were depositing eight to 10,000 voter registrations in a single dump. One person would walk into a city clerk's office and dump eight to 10,000 ballot registrations. And where they found this person was in Muskegon, Michigan which I was like, oh, maybe that's a major metropolis. Maybe it's close to Detroit, hundreds of miles away. This has a population of 38,000 people. And a Democrat operative 
dropped off eight to 10,000 ballots, uh, a, a ballot registration. They went through them. They saw a lot of them had the same handwriting, the same signatures, fake addresses, fake phone numbers. Okay, and I showed that to you and DC Drano. Follow him on Twitter uh, and on social media. He's got good stuff on uh, on Instagram as well. Now, this is where it gets absolutely crazy. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. Listen to DC Drano detail what they found during this investigation when they went to the hub of where this activity was taking place or the headquarters, the hive of where these worker bees were working from. Tell me if this doesn't sound, oh, I don't know, slightly suspicious. And then when they investigated this in October of 2020, they staked out the the warehouse where they were operating out of. And when they did an investigation, they found AR-15s with silencers. They found prepaid cash cards. They found burner phones. They found paperwork for rental cars. And then they checked the trash. And the trash had all the employment agreements of their operatives. They were cleaning it up. I, you, we, Jim Hoft... 2,000 mules, we collectively are a bunch of conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat crazies, yet there was an investigation done in Michigan where they staked out this mule operation and they found AR-15s with silencers. Why would you need guns with silencers? And of course, AR-15s, that makes it very, very interesting, right? For a, uh, a a voter registration organization, why would you need burner phones? And why were they destroying the evidence of who was working for them? DC Drano says it. You know what it is. It was a cover up of an illegal election and voter fraud operation. And we still haven't gotten our freaking damn day in court over all of this. And we're sitting with a fake president that will not be impeached by McConnell and McCarthy just talking and uh, running out the clock, wanting more information to present to the American public instead of impeaching him. Which, of course, if he impeached him, McConnell's not going to lead the Republicans in the Senate to actually convict on that impeachment anyway. It doesn't mean that the House shouldn't still do their part. And of course, uh, it doesn't end there. Guess who got all this information and made it go away after all of that? Here's a clue. Hunter Biden laptop, Chris Ray. And so Jim Hoft has exposed this. The attorney general was involved with the investigation. She has not said a single thing about it. She's a you know Democrat, Dana Nessel. And here's the worst part. The FBI was brought in and then the whole thing got basically shut down. We haven't heard about this for three years until the Gateway Pundit exposed it. Bravo to Jim and Joe Hoft and their team at the Gateway Pundit. And of course, bravo to my heroes, which, one of which uh, are the, the, the Hoft twins, uh, Jim and Joe Hoft, and of course, Steve Bannon, who has DC Drano uh, talking about this. Let me go back and give kudos where kudos need to be given, uh, because in, the, uh, this, in this article, the, uh, the Hoft brothers also give a shout out. 
they give a shout out to. Uh, they say here, thanks to Phil O'Halloran and Lori Skibo for their contributions and assistance with this story. And this is originally was reported by uh, Benjamin Wetmore and Patty McMurray. And Patty McMurray had a lot to say uh, with Steve Bannon on this on his show. And once again, uh, big shout out to Steve Bannon, to, who actually covers the news, along with, of course, the Gateway Pundit and here at the BCP podcast. We'll get to Patty in a moment, but I like what I want to end with this, with what DC Drano says next. If you want an investigation to look like an investigation, but nothing to happen and, and get it buried, you may not just, you may just want to sit on that investigation if you're lower level. Listen to DC Drano here. And you lay out this narrative very succinctly. And I realized Dana Nessel is a bad unit, right? I got that. And I got that, uh, you know, you got Whitmer, you got all these people. But you've got other voices out there. Other people knew, I mean, where are, the, where are the local Republican prosecutors? Where's the local Republican Party? Where are the, at the time, the Republicans control, I think the House and the Senate, they don't anymore. Where are, why is it three years Late And why does it take Jim Hoft and Patty McMurray at Gateway Pundit to expose this? Where have the people in Michigan that are responsible on the Republican side to do this? That's where we first accountability has got to be. How did this go until August of 2023 on Gateway Pundit and War Room uh, to, to bring this forward when there's tons of people out there that should have known about this? There's job to know about it and to make it a huge deal, sir. And that's the million dollar question. I think what we have realized now is that when you find evidence of voter fraud, do not kick it up to Democrat attorney generals. Do not kick it up to the FBI and the DOJ. They will suppress it. This has to be handled locally. What the Democrats are doing, like in New York City, when they're going after Trump, we have to do the same. Keep it local. Oh, James, BCP, you and your ultra right wing MAGA idiots you guys are just conspiracy theorists as we see time and time again that the truth goes to the fbi just to die hunter laptop poof michigan voter fraud poof okay let's go over uh let's go back to steve bannon in a later segment in which he's talking with patty uh and my brother hoft over there uh about these things about these details. Great conversation, great conversation. Let me share this with you. Patty McMurray, walk us through your assessment of the situation. Like who is GB Strategies? How did this all come about? And why is criminal charges not been brought on this? Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. The, 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 the first point I want to make is that um, uh, Phil Halloran, who is in charge of the Election Integrity Unit for the Michigan GOP, brought this report to our attention. This is a police report that was foia after a citizen discovered um, that this case was, was being investigated um, years ago, and he foia the police report, and he got the police report. My dear brothers and sisters, thank you for your support of this program. For those of you who are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please find the follow button and make sure that you are following the BCP podcast on that platform or whatever platform you're on that really helps us out. It helps us get the analytics and the data 
to be able to get ranked and grow this podcast in the podcast sphere even more. The lesson there from Patty, my brothers and sisters, is this. It was a citizen doing a FOIA request that got this information. This wasn't revealed by Dana Nessel or the Attorney General or even the Muskegon Police Force or the FBI. A citizen got wind of this. And after all of these years, we got this in the form of a FOIA request. So if you think that we as citizens can't make a difference in exposing what is going on with the deep state and these conspiracies against us, you'd be mistaken. I just want to point that out. I think that's a very important lesson for us as citizens to know, consider, and to internalize. Another interesting point is the police um, began tracking these individuals that they thought were involved in this ring of uh, voter registration fraud in Michigan. So they start tracking this voter registration fraud ring operating out of a boiler room. Oh, perhaps it was more than just one location. Now I'm going to play this last clip to uh, as a final clip for this episode, but I want you to pay attention. They keep telling us that we are conspiracy theorists, that there is no conspiracy, that this is all uh, is untrue. Folks, pay attention. This wasn't just in one Michigan city. This was a statewide operation with people involved in other states hiring other people to have levels of, because it's a conspiracy, this is a racketeering thing, to have levels of plausible deniability. But folks, this was a sophisticated operation throughout the state of Michigan involving players outside the state of Michigan. The FBI should have been all over this. Remember, the FBI is responsible over interstate crimes. And this was an interstate crime. It was all coordinated. Conspiracy, no, it is not. As far as, excuse me, conspiracy theory, no, it is not. Conspiracy fact is what it is. And they were using the same technology, the GPS tracking that the vote used, that Democrats and the media mocked as being inaccurate and uh, unreliable. So I think that's important to note because throughout the report, they talk about the GPS tracking that they used. Um, they, they started in Muskegon with the report. They were able to identify that an organization was working out of a, out of a California eyewear uh, company building that had been vacated. So it was a vacant building. But it was formerly a California eyewear building, and I think it still had the signage out front. So it was very discreet. Um, they started the investigation in Muskegon. The investigation le- led them to multiple cities across the state of Michigan, including Flint, um, I think Grand Rapids, Ypsilanti, um, Southfield. Um, Southfield is where they found the cache of uh, weapons, including semi-automatic weapons and, and other guns um, in this in this facility where they found bags of prepaid voting cards. They identify at least one burner phone in the report. They talk about um, all the iPads that were being used by the individuals that were hired. Now, GBI strategies is unredacted in the report, which is interesting. They're unredacted twice. And the report that we have is, I think, 58 pages long. Um, but throughout the report, they are redacted. So I'm not sure why they were left um, you know, for us to see in the report twice. So we were able to find GBI strategies. And they also mentioned the owner of GBI strategies in the report, Gary Bell. 
we were able to determine that he, I think he's in Tennessee, um, but what he was doing is he was using outside organizations to hire these workers. A sophisticated operation, Tennessee, California, Michigan, guns, burner phones, prepaid cash cards so that you can't track, you know, you're not making deposits into people's accounts. I don't know, kind of sounds similar to, oh, I don't know, what the Bidens have been up to with money laundering, but it's all a, a conspiracy theory. We're wacko, we're tinfoil hatters, but the damn FBI and the Attorney General and the Secretary of State in the state of Michigan all had that information and made it go poof. All right, folks, this is a great story. Uh, as more details come out, I'm going to be digging into this. And uh, if there's anything juicy, I will share it, with, uh, share it with you in subsequent episodes. And guess what? The next episode is tomorrow because this is a daily show, Monday through Sunday. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Hasta mañana. Freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the power of death.